like to take your Bibles and turn to the book of Psalms 37, verse 4 and verse 11. Peggy had to go home. She just can't go. So God bless you for being here today. How many is looking for a good day? You get up expecting a good day. Really enjoyed the Sunday school class this morning. It was wonderful. You really want the real blessings of God. You can't harbor anything in your heart against anyone. You, you can't receive the good things of God. All right, Psalm 37, verse 4, and then verse 11. You know, the Bible teaches us that we ought to take a more earnest heed to the things which we hear, lest they slip away from us. We may hear the word, but if it slips away from us, we does not get the benefit of the word. It gets lost, so we want to pay a more earnest heed to it. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thy heart. In other words, your desires of your heart need to be right with God. We want to remember that. All right, verse 11. But the meek shall inherit the earth and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. We're going to title this this morning, Delight Thyself in the Lord. If you need peace, he's the prince of peace. You can't find it nowhere else. But if you delight yourself in the Lord, he will give you abundant peace. The world outside may be turned upside down, but I tell you, you can have the peace of God in your heart. He rules in our hearts. Glory to God. And uh, we must pay attention to the word of God. And as a spoken word of God, we must invite it into our heart. Make Jehovah the joy and rejoicing of the Spirit in our lives. I don't really know what that means to leap for joy. But you have to seek the things of God. And conditions have to be met. Just because it's a promise doesn't mean we receive it. We got to meet the conditions. And God always gives us the material and the benefits, everything we need to meet the conditions that He's going to give us. Proverbs 8 and 31, His delight are with His people. He delights in giving us what He has promised. I, you can look around. We're living in a world that really needs what? Peace. And not only the world, but so many Christians don't have peace. The peace of God is not ruling in their lives. So God wants you to have peace. But you must put your desire and delight in God first. If whenever he is first, he will put us first. You can't put him on hold. Don't you just hate it? Because I hardly ever use a cell phone. You're talking to somebody on a cell phone. They said, just a minute, I got another call coming in. I'm going to put you on hold. That's all right in the natural, but you can't do God that way. I tell you, if you do him that way and he's trying to talk to you and you say, well, let me do something, you're going to lose connection. I mean, he's going to depart. If he's not first, it offends him. 
And the Bible said, well, you can't, people say, you can't fend God. Well, I don't know where you can or not, but I know what the Bible says. Stifle not the Spirit of God. I think that means don't fend Him. Because He can be easily offended if we don't put Him first in our lives. So we want to delight ourselves in the Lord. He delights in giving you what He has. He just loves giving it to you. It is said of Martin Luther that he could have had anything he wanted from the Almighty God. He lived that close to God. If you wish to turn over in the Bible when Moses went up in the mountain in the secret places with God, a Christian must find time on a daily basis to get in the secret place with God and meditate in his law day and night if we want to have the things of God. So Moses was in that position to have the secret things of God. Let's read verse 11 again. And you shall delight yourself in the abundance of peace of God. I used to have a lot of headaches, a lot of headaches. But I hadn't had one since 1995. I thank God for that. You say, what causes that? It's learning to be in secret with God and learning to trust his word. He will give you abundant peace. Brother Ken ended the class this morning, which I firmly believe what you think on, and if it's not good, it's going to affect your flesh. It's going to affect your spirit. And most Christians that I talk to about that don't believe that because they've not been taught what a wonderful thing that God can do in our lives. So you delight yourself in the Lord, and what are you going to get? You're going to give the desires of your heart when you do that. If we love God, we're going to spend some time with him. And I'm not talking about on Sunday morning, and I'm not talking about Wednesday night. I'm talking about you going to spend some time daily with him because he's one of the greatest companions you'll ever have. You'll never have another companion like the Lord. He's with you wherever you go. John 5, 49 and 53, said a nobleman came to Jesus, and he spoke with him. He said, come down, my child dieth. And Jesus said, go home. Now, somebody tell me, what did he do? Anybody know the scripture? What, 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 did, what did the man do? Immediately, he went home. When we hear, some people say, well, if I could hear the Lord speaking to you, the Lord is always speaking to you. There's not a moment in your life he's not talking to you. The Spirit talks to your spirit. And we have to learn to hear that spirit. Immediately the man went home. Because he had heard the voice of God to speak to him. Can I encourage you when you hear the Spirit of God talking to your spirit, drop what you're doing and immediately obey what God said do. He immediately went home. 
What an awesome statement that is. Immediately he heard the voice of God, and all the voice said do was just go home. So he went home. And on his way home, his servants came to him and said, The child liveth. He said, What time did that happen? Well, it's, he said, That's exactly when God spoke it. Don't compare what happened in the Old Testament to the New Testament. Everything in the four Gospels, it was immediately, suddenly. Read it and see it. Immediately what? Suddenly. When you delight yourself in the voice of God, and when you hear him speak to you, immediately you'll get an answer. We're so prone to believe more prayer is better. No, prayer, faith, believing gets immediate results. God wants us to pray consistently because we love him and because we appreciate him. Don't be a person just prays to God when you need something from him. Be a person that has fellowship with God every day of your life because you're in love with him. Peggy and I have been married since 1960. I still like being with her. I can't say about her. She's not here. But I assume she does. You're going to spend time with those that you love. If you love God, you're going to spend some time with him. Well, I got a busy family I got to take care of. There's something more important than your busy family, and that's your relationship with God. How many want perfect peace? Don't be as some people tell me, well, you can't have perfect peace in this world. The reason you can't because you're not in fellowship with God. You got to be in fellowship with God. How many know you? I'm going to get to this in a minute. You got to follow His ways, and He's not going to follow our ways. The Bible is full of that. You got to follow His ways and what He says do. When I grew up as a kid, it was a lot different growing up today. My mother and daddy's word was the law. Hmm? If my mama said no, you didn't go to the daddy and see what he going to say because he going to say no too because they were one. If you want to be one with Christ, he's not going to bend to your will. And this is a hard, difficult thing to do to learn to bend to his will. His will is the best will in the world. It's no hardship in the will of God and the blessings of God. Delight thyself in the Lord. He shall give you what? And not only that, it's his pleasure to give you what? Abundant peace. You don't have to raise your hand, but how many of you need peace? Peace. I don't know where I could sing that song. What is that song? Sweet peace. Sweep over my soul. I've come to this conclusion the last few weeks or months. God does not want to visit with us. He has no desire to visit with us. His desire is to live in us. His desire to have fellowship with us. 
To visit means he comes once in a while. But if he lives in you, there's a difference. He's not visiting. He's living there inside of us. Present help when? When? If he is present in you and when you need help, he's there. He doesn't have to come. And I know we're living in a busy world. It's hard to get things done nowadays because they've got so much to do. But I don't know how God takes care of 7 billion people on this world. But I tell you, he can do it. Not can do it, he's doing it. Delight yourself where? Come on. In the Lord and he shall do what? Going to give you desires of your heart. And it's his good pleasure to give you the kingdom of God and the wonderful things of God. Hear the Lord. Delight thyself in the Lord. He shall give you desires of your heart. And not only that, he'll give you abundance of peace. Abundance peace. This peace doesn't wear out. We all going to wear out one of these days. I may be closer than any of you wearing out because I've been here a long time. But I'm going to share something with you. Peace does not wear out. The presence of God does not grow old. It should be getting richer in our lives all the time. The presence of the Lord. Rhonda was telling me that I think this doctor of hers is a, he's not American, he's American, but he's an Asian, I think. But he specializes in what he's doing. He said, you're not going home until we're sure that we got you well. How I many you know that God wants you well above us anything? And I'm not talking about your bodies. He wants your body well. You can't do the work of God unless your body is really well, but he wants your spirit well more than anything in this world. You'll be a better delightful person when your spirit is well with God. If your spirit is well with God, you're going to be well with your fellow man and the blessings of God. This man came to Jesus. And Jesus spoke a word to him to do what? Go home. He acted upon the spoken word of God. Some people say, well, God don't speak to us nowadays. David said, that's a talking book. How many want God to speak to you? Come on now, do you really want God to speak to you? Get in that book. You'll never read this book, or maybe never, hardly ever you open this book and read, he don't speak a word to your life. He's your friend. He can do more for you than all the world can do for you. Delight thyself in the Lord, and he'll do what? Give you desires of your heart. Let's share this story with you a little bit. He's not going to just give you peace. He's going to give you what kind of peace? Abundant peace. Overflowing peace. Joshua 3, 1 to 17. We're not going to turn there. Just going to paraphrase a little bit for you. Everything in this world shifts 
to the presence of God. I don't care what it is. Everything in this world is going to shift to the presence of God. Joshua said, prepare yourself for tomorrow. You're going to what? You're going to get your promise. How many are ready for your promise? We must meet the condition first. You got to meet the condition. So many people want something from God, but they don't want the condition to get it. He said, tomorrow now, Brother Melvin said, you're going to get your promise. You're going to get it tomorrow. Let's change that a little bit. I'm going to get my promise today. Today is a day of salvation. Today is a day of the Lord. Tomorrow may be too late. He said, prepare yourself and get ready. He said, now when the priest tomorrow picks up the ark, which represents the presence of God, is a piece of wood, had some stuff on the inside. It represented the presence of God. And when they put it up on their shoulder and start walking, you will follow so far back. You follow so far back. But I want you to keep your eye on the ark. You must keep your eye on Jesus Christ. Now, the ark represented the glory of God, and they had it up on their shoulders. And the priest was carrying it. You are the priest today. Amen? We don't have time to go into that this morning, but you are a priest unto God. And he said, now, you follow the, the ark. And the Jordan was raging. It was out of its banks. It's time of the harvest. And no way they could cross it. Sometimes God is going to give you an instruction to move ahead against overwhelming odds, overwhelming obstacles, where there is no hope of the physical of seeing it done. But said, when they pick up that ark and start off, what are you to do? Listen, when you hear the voice of God speak to you, as the nobleman did, he immediately went home. He went home. When you have the word of God, I tell you, you can immediately act on it. And the Bible said, when the soul, now everything in this world is subject to the anointing of God. Everything. I don't care what, you can't name me one thing that's not subject to the anointing of God. He said, now when the soles of your feet of the priest does what? Can you imagine walking against a raging river like the Jordan and it's out of its banks and he tells you to walk toward it and put your sole of foot in that water? What's going to happen? Our miracle is waiting on us. Our promise is waiting on us. You say, well, I wish you'd hurry up and come. He said, I wish you'd hurry up and put your feet in the promise. I wish you'd hurry up and move in what you believe in. I have now spoken it. Now you meet the condition. 
the condition was go forward. Everybody ought to say go forward. I believe it's time for the church to come off of the pews. I'm not talking about getting off the pews, getting off our resting place and go forward to our promise that God has promised. He's not a liar. He, every word he speaks is true. He's waiting on us. Well, God's just waiting on us. I'm waiting on God. You'll never wait on God. He's waiting on you. He's waiting on me. He's waiting on me to go forward against my obstacles with faith to believe. And I go forward today with faith believing that Peggy's healed in her body. It doesn't look like she's healed. It doesn't feel like she's healed. I don't know if she's been last week, been to two doctors in the emergency room and got to go again tomorrow. Maybe have to go again today because somehow or another we don't have the faith. But I want you to know we got to keep going forward toward the obstacle. If God is for us, there's nothing in this world can be against you. Hallelujah. Because God has made you a promise, Brother Melvin. Hallelujah. The devil wanted to take you out with TB. Nobody was allowed to see you look at him. You say, well, he's still on the stick, but he wasn't on a stick not too long ago. He wasn't even able to walk. But I want you to know there's a miracle for you today to get your promise if we will walk up and stand up and start going forward just what God said do. We do not have the ability to move the obstacle, but God has the ability that he's put in us to speak the word of God and go forward. Delight yourself in the Lord. As soon as they touched it, the Jordan rolled back. Joshua tells the people, you got to prepare yourself. And sometime, if you, I want, what I'm talking about, sick. I'm talking about real sick. Real sick. You don't feel like what? You don't feel like praying. Is that right? You don't feel like reading the Word of God. You say, Brother Billy, what am I supposed to do? Call somebody in the church to pray for you. How I many you know we are knitted together? This body is fearfully and wonderfully made. If you can't make it, call somebody and let them pray for you. Go forward. Go forward. Believe God is going to do it today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Luke 10 to 19, Jesus said, I want you to pray for me, and I'm going to pray for you, and I'm going to pray for all of us to get a hold of this. I have given you. He didn't say, I'm thinking about giving you it to him, but he said, I have given you. I'm not no English scholar. Does that mean it's already done? Sister Linda, you're a scholar. Does that mean it's already done? Yeah, you, you believe that? He said, I have given you. Jesus said, you are the light of the world. He did not say you should be the light of the world. He did not say you shall become the light of the world. He said, you are the light of the world. You are what I said you are, whether you feel it or whether you recognize it or whether you say you are not, you still are that. Praise God. That's who you are. He said you are the salt of the earth. He did not say you're going to become the salt or you should be salt. He said you are the salt. Now notice here he said, I have given you, I'll put two translations together here, power and authority to trample 
on the serpents and the scorpions, over all the power of your enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. He had given the children of Israel. They'd been wandering in the wilderness 40 years with three million people left Egypt and only two going to get to go in. You say, well, who are the rest of them? They had to be born in Egypt. I mean, born in the wilderness. They wouldn't be, what, 20 years old. You say, what does that mean? Only one 20 years? No, you're going to have to stay young in faith. You're going to have to stay young in a relationship with God. You're going to trample on your enemy. I believe that. Amen? I say it and I believe it. He said, you're going to trample on your enemy. How many is in here ready to trample on your enemy? He, 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 your, your feet is, is going to do those things. God told Abraham, he said, everywhere your soles or your feet will walk, everywhere they touch, I will give that land to you. Abraham stopped short. Israel could have all the land over there where the vast oil is coming out now, but he stopped too short. Let's don't stop short of what God has promised us. These things are written for our examples. Let's have all that God says belongs to us. Let's make sure that we get the fullness of God. There's many scriptures in the Bible that he give you the fullness of the presence of himself. Let, let, let's walk, okay? How many in here wants the best for your children? God wants more than what you can imagine for you. So he said he's going to tread on all of your enemies. I'm not there on some of the things yet. What's the man's name that owned the Kerr, K-E-R-R? Is that it right? Uh, glass Company made... Anybody here cans? Do you have a Kerr canning jar? Yeah, okay. He was in another state when someone comes in the meeting where he was said there's been a terrible storm in your state and it's wiped out everything in your city. He said, no, my factory's not wiped out. They said, yes, it is. He said, if one jar is broken, God is a liar. He said, if one piece of glass is broken in my company, God is a liar. That's a strong statement. He got on a plane and went home. And what did he find? Not one glass broken, not one damage to his facility because he had prayed over it for his left church. I believe if we'd have the faith of God when these storms come over. Sister Sue was telling me today, Sue said, I am so blessed. These large trees around my house and not one of them fell on my house. They fell, but they went in the opposite direction. Listen, when we began to pray and believe God, we can send that storm right back up yonder where it belongs. We can send the devil back where he, you can't send him to hell. People say, well, let's pray and send the devil to hell. You're wasting your time. You're going to aggravate yourself. 
well, let's pray them out of this community. You can't pray them out of this community. You're just wasting your time and getting aggravated and probably getting high blood pressure over all of that. You can't do that. If you can, tell me how to do it, and we'll do it. We ought to have done, done it a long time ago because he's going to leave you for a season just like he did Jesus, and he's going to rest a while. He's going to come back with reinforcements. That's why we need to stay alert and stay alive so when he comes back, we put him under our feet. Amen? He said, you've given you power to trample every disease, every feelings, every hurt, every pain is under your feet. I have given you the power. Praise God. Many years ago when they come out with these three-strike rules at the company, I guess a lot of companies have, I know we had it, you couldn't fire nobody. You couldn't. They ruled you can't fire nobody no more unless they broke safety rules. The grumbling and the growling went on. They ruined us. They taken authorities away from us. It was a three-strike rule. They messed up. You call them in, talk to them, tell them what they need to do to correct it, and ask them to sign a piece of paper. They didn't want to sign it. That's fine. But the third time, you was out. Listen, God is not no third-time rule. God will stay with you until he gets you where he wants you. Hallelujah. He does not cast away when something is broken, he stays with it until he gets it fixed. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he'll give you what? Desires of your heart, and not only that, he give you what? Abundant peace. What happened to the Jordan when they touched the water? God's glory is supernatural, taking us from the wilderness to all that he has promised us. All the promises of God are what? Book of Daniel says this in 11.32. The people that do know their Lord or their God shall, do, shall be strong and do exploit. Hear what God is saying. I have given you those things. I've given you your promise. I've given it to you. The weapons of your warfare are not carnal, but they're what? Mighty through what? Pulling down a what? Strongholds. God had a conversation with Satan in Genesis 3.15. And he said, her seed will bruise your head. And it's going to bruise the heel of the one that steps on you. That seed is you. That seed is me. Because you are the seed of Jesus Christ. He was the seed. The promise was never given to Abraham. That's why he died without any land. They had to buy a piece of land to bury him and read it. Because the promise was never to him. It was to the seed. Come on, church. The promise is to you and me and whosoever all far off our God shall call. He said, you shall bruise the serpent's head. I have given you power and authority over all of these things that's in the world. We're going to have a more glorious life after today. We're going to step in something we never stepped in before. We're going to do that. And Jesus has given you all power and authority, he said, over all things of the world. Deuteronomy 33 and 24 says, 
let aspirin dip his feet in oil. Let him dip his feet in oil. Somebody tell me what the oil in the Bible means. Anointing. How I many believe it, our feet needs to be anointed when we step down on Satan? And then he goes on to say something else here. Verse 25. They shall be feet of iron and brass, and as the day, so shall be your strength all the days of your life. What a promise of God is going to be our strength. You know, when Elijah walked by Elisha, what did he do? He just walked by him, and what did he do? Threw his mantle on him. The mantle is a type of spiritual, supernatural covering with power. Why does the Pope wear the robe that he does? They got that from the mantle. Supernatural power covering. You are supernatural covered by the mantle of the Holy Spirit in your life. Hallelujah. And no weapon formed against you shall prosper because it can't get through the anointing. Hallelujah. Delight thyself in the Lord and he'll do what? Now he's going to give you some shoes, this feet of iron and feet of brass to tread on your serpent, to mash him down. Hallelujah. Authority. He's given us all authority. The reason we got to have that authority in St. John 14, 12 He said, you shall do the same works I do. Is that right? I'm eager and earnest to see the same works that Jesus did right here. And not only that, to see greater works. For us to do the greater works or the same works, we must have the same anointing he had. The blessings of God is upon us. Did, who is the two major superpowers in the world today? Somebody tell me right quick. Who are the two major superpowers in the world today? Who it? Well, I don't want to cross swords with you, but it's China. China. We are a supernatural power of God. Come on, church. How many believe it's time for us to rise up as Christians and conquer this world? If America has the name of the supernatural power, how much more should we have the name of the church, the Christianity, the supernatural power of God? We're hearing so much destruction, but it's time for us to start hearing and acting up on and put our shoes on and walk toward our obstacle. Amen. And said, Satan, I'm coming through. I don't care what you do to me. I'm coming through. David said, by the presence of God, I ran and jumped over a wall and I ran through the troops. How many believe you need to run through the troop of the enemy that's trying to block you? You have the supernatural power and authority to run through it. Hallelujah. And destroy it. And if you can't run through it, you can rise up and jump over it. Amen.
They had the supernatural power of God working in their lives, blessing their lives. Everything they did was blessed. I forgot the scripture. Where is it? Sister Pam, you know where it is. I think she's good at finding stuff, just telling her like that. She just quicker than quick draw my girl. She don't have to look it up. I believe it's Second Chronicles 25 and about verse 3 or 4, somewhere down in there. He said, as long as they sought God and everything they did, did what? Prospered. What happened in Obed-Eden's house when they carried the Ark of the Covenant down there? What? They did what? Everybody ought to say that aloud. When the Ark was in Obed-Eden's house for three months, everything in his house, from the pigs to the chickens, the goats, everything he had did what? Because what? The anointing of the presence of God was there. That's all he had to do is have the presence of God and everything in his life prospered because the anointing was there. Praise God. As long as they sought the Lord, their delight in the Lord, everything they touched did what? Prospered. God bless you for being here today. Make it a thing to delight ourselves in the Lord. We're going to close right here, but I'm going to read this scripture from the, from the Bible. And what it says, every wind that's mentioned in the Bible has an extreme purpose, has a meaning. We're just going to talk about one of them for a few minutes, the north wind. How many believe you need the north wind blowing on your life? Let's see what it says here about the north wind. All of them has a, a, a real meaning. Everything God created have a real meaning. The real meaning of the north wind is means cleansing. Cleansing. It has the authority and the power to cleanse. And when it says, north wind, awake thyself. Wake up the north wind. Said, Awake, O north wind. All right, Job 37, verse 21 to 24. We're going to read that right quick as they're coming. Praise God. Verse 21 and 24. Now, men, we see not the bright light which is in the cloud. But the wind passes and cleanses them. Fair weather cometh out of the north. With God is a terrible majesty. Touching the Almighty, we cannot find him out. For he is excellent in power and judgment and in plentiful of justice. He will not afflict. You can stand assured that God will not afflict you because the north wind is blowing. It's like the mantle that's on you. It means spiritual covering. It means power and authority. When he throwed that mantle up on him, immediately he ran after Elijah. And Elijah says, I did not call you. 
you're not responsible to me. You're responsible for the one that put the mantle on you, the spiritual covering. So God bless you today. What kind of day are you going to have? What kind of day are you going to have tomorrow? Amen. I was trying to think of the scripture this morning that Brother Ken was teaching that Sunday school class. Um, Jesus says, I have a baptism to be baptized with. And I'm, I believe the word is straightened to be it done. In other words, he's looking forward to it. How could he be looking forward to the cross? That's what that meant. Because he knew what he's going to do for me and do for you. Going to cleanse you of all your sins. And going to heal you of all your disease and cause you to prosper in everything you do. When God is first, all wonderful things happen. God bless you. Appreciate you listening today. God bless you. Mm -hmm.